0: blog talk radio welcome to mind body spirit you on blog talk radio this show is a collaboration between five women and spirit or universe all brought to you by www.mindbodyspiritu.com that's the letter u there are weekly shows on monday at 7pm eastern standard time two wednesdays a month at 9pm eastern standard time and two fridays at 5pm eastern standard time covering topics about all things healing, spiritual, metaphysical and we even throw in a bit of science many of our shows include time for you to ask for assistance on your journey and you will be able to experience some amazing healing modalities and receive guidance authentic spiritual guidance right here, right now Many are aware of the quickly changing perspectives about our mind, bodies and spirit and that's exactly what we are here to discuss. So please join us in the spiral of life and together we will learn, grow and heal. Now let's get started with today's show.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, You here on Blog Talk Radio. Tonight is the, what is it? Is it the last Monday, you guys? (laughs) The last Monday of the month, and I am joined by my soul seekers here at Soul Seeker Paranormal Group. Hi, Carol. Hello.
2: How are you?
1: I'm good. Hi, Aleka. Hi. Hi. And so, yes, we come together this one Monday night, the last Monday of the month, to talk about things, all things paranormal. And tonight what we're going to do is go over some of our frequently asked questions, things that people tend to um ask us and are curious about the work that we do. And also it's just it's just a re- really fun topic, it's like, you know, what is a ghost? question mark. <laughs> So we're going to do all that, but I also want to let everybody know that we would love to hear from you. So if you would like to call in with a question that you would like us to, you know, discuss, um, or if you've had a paranormal, um, I want to say, what's the word? I'm losing my word, sorry. I wanted to say investigation, but that's not the right word. Um, Experience. Thank you. That's why you guys are there with me. Um, Yeah, a a paranormal experience that you would like to share, uh, we would love to hear about it. And we also um, are open if anybody has anything they would like to ask about in regards to if you have a loved one that's crossed or a type of mediumship reading or readings in general. And the phone number here is 646-595-2385. And Aleka is manning the chat room, so we also have the, the chat ability. If you're online and you're listening online and you would like to put in a question or any kind of topic in there, please feel free to do so. So... First, I think uh, if it's the first time people have tuned in, maybe it'd be helpful if we sort of share what it is that we do and um, a little bit about each of us. So I'm going to ask Carol or Aleka, will one of you guys start, just tell us a little bit about uh, what paranormal... what Sorry, Soul Seekers Paranormal Group does, and also about yourself in particular within the group, because we all three sort of have our um, our gifts, so to speak.
3: Okay, way to just open it up. So let's go. Ex- I do exactly. want to do that, but I really want to encourage people to call, because I think it would be super fun to talk about, um, as you said, Tracy, stories or experiences. Mm-hmm so much fun when we get that dialogue going. Yep. Yeah. So um, please call in. So um, we're a group of women that are so interested in this particular field of study, and we each bring a different sort of thread um, that we can sort of weave together to create the group. We're all a little bit different, um, but really have the same goal in mind, which is to to really investigate, understand, bring healing to
2: spaces, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Healing to to um, spirits that have passed on, mm-hmm. and to families or people who are living or working in a physical space where they feel there is another presence there with them. Um, the healing comes to both sides of it. Would Would you agree with that, Tracy?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so what we've done in the past is people have called us. We've done a couple of different investigations here locally, and we're in Charleston, South Carolina, um, where people have had either workspaces, which we've talked about in past shows. So if you want to listen in to those, last month we talked a lot about the Yorktown here. We did a really fascinating investigation there. And, um, and people call and they maybe feel something a little bit... Um, it, you know, whether it be interesting, fascinating, scary to them or what what have you, we can come in and sense with our actual the six senses, right the extra senses that that we've been working on developing over the years, and we also have equipment that we use and um one of the things that I'm especially drawn to is if um the person in the space is feeling uneasy working like one-on-one with that person. And um, I hate to speak for other people, but I know that Carol is really um, uh, an amazing medium. And so that's always fun, like to be able to have an actual conversation almost with somebody back and forth with who who is the spirit in the building. And that's something that, like I said, we've talked about in the past, but I just wanted to bring it up so if it's the first time somebody's tuning in, they're like, oh, okay, that's what they're up to. So we sense into the energy and help clear, heal with love. Um, and if there's fear, heal again, you know, with love, and help everybody, whether they be on the other side of the veil or here, um, Right now, living in human form, to you know, have Find love, yeah, and then just to feel content and be happy.
3: Yeah, it's so interesting because, as we said, each of us kind of brings our own gifts,
1: and um,
3: you know, and the counseling specialties that you and I um, have, Tracy, that we bring in, you know, in the coaching. Mm-hmm. Is interesting because what I really realized, and I've had it, I've been intrigued by the paranormal for years and years and years, and something that I don't quite understand, I find myself wanting to learn as much as I can about it, you know, right. and that's what led me sort of to this particular path. Um, but I find when I work with people, you know, my counseling practice or my coaching practice, it's not that much different as when I work with people that have crossed over. It's the same, you know, it's that same getting rid of fear and finding that place that, as you said, of love.
1: Right. And so I kind of, how about if we jump in for some reason, because this question is coming up for me, this idea of are you ever scared, right, Um, is one of the commonly asked questions. And we have talked some in our past shows about how if you're a, if you have a special interest in the paranormal, you've probably watched some of the shows that are on TV. There's always so much, about, you know, the people that have called are really scared. I've started watching a new one, which I haven't talked to you guys about yet, but (laughs) I will tomorrow probably. Um, I think it's called The Haunting Of, and it's like a spillover from the A&E celebrity ghost stories. Mm. So the celebrities from, you know, so that's how they know about these people and they go to them, but they have this psychic medium who works one-on-one with investigating with the person, the celebrity. And it's been really, it's really been fascinating um, to watch it. But anyway, that idea, and she's not too much about, oh, scary, 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 a little bit. And we've noticed over the years, for us three, we've talked about this, that it seems like it's getting, like... I don't know, for some reason they're, the investigators are being more confrontational and trying to kind of make it all seem so much more scary. So I don't know. I know for me that I I can't say that I've ever really felt scared. I'm thinking, though. I just want to make sure that's a truth. Uh, I felt uneasy before, Um Oh, actually, in my own home, when I felt like I sometimes have that feeling of, like, foot traffic (laughs) that I know that I've talked with Carol and Aleka about. And the last show that I watched, that last one, which was last weekend, The Haunting of, um, she described that feeling. And it was really fascinating for me to listen to what the psychic medium said in the sense of just being highly sensitive, that she could pick up on everything, but wasn't necessarily zeroing right in. It wasn't that things, you know, were falling off shelves or anything was happening. It was just like this feeling, right? So I've had a feeling of uneasiness in that sense, but not on an investigation, so to speak.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Think
2: about that. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely picked up spirits, um... The, the energy feeling, I've gone, you know, a recent one I've gone from feeling their anger, which was very intense, to feeling their sadness, which was very intense, almost to the point where I thought I was going to be sick to my stomach because it was sick, my, it was just like in my gut, sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, but being fearful, um, you know, I don't think I've been scared when we're doing any investigations or anything. You know, when we have clients say to us, oh, you know, this spirit is scaring me, I think they're usually just picking up on the feeling that that spirit or ghost has. You, you know, a lot of them are scared. We had, you know, one that, you know, we talked about in the past um, uh, show. show that uh, none of us can think of our words tonight, I, know. I guess. <laughs> in the past show where the woman was, you know, searching for a lost child. And that, um, you know, so definitely her energy was overwhelming. And that was where I think the people in the building were feeling feeling fear wasn't anything to be scared of. The woman wasn't being scary. It's just the woman herself, was, you know, the ghost herself was searching, you know, probably frantically. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. So I wasn't too scared. I know we've had a few times where we've been startled because Definitely. when we were, I think, on the Yorktown, they used the dummies there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, the people in their corners that you don't expect, so you walk around a corner and crash into wait, a... Wait. <laughs> To a um, you know a body that's not that's real, but it's yes. not it's a ghost. Not, exactly, it's not funny. Those things so, scare those us. Those kind of things startle us. We're yeah. more scared of those than we are than ghosts, I think. Well, I I would agree absolutely, and I, I
3: have to concur that the what um the, where we focus and what we do our work you know with is our premise is that we really want to help, mm-hmm. and to that end, we can't. I mean, I, are there negative entities and positive entities? And that's something we can certainly talk about because that's another question we get a lot of. But we're not really interested in helping people alive or dead that can't be helped. And, and in that sense, we're really not going to um, be let in, at least my guides don't let in, any of those energies that aren't willing to go to love mm-hmm. at some point. I mean, so I have full trust that I'm not going to come face to face with some evil, scary person Um, you know, that's that's past or or an entity that's more of a, you know, um, negative or or wanting to to do harm because that's just not what we do, you know. So we have that confidence when we go into places. And and when I do my work, I really don't even assume I'm going to be um, having to deal with anything scary or evil or dark or anything like that. Now, I will tell you that I've been startled by ghosts just like as you would if you're in a room and someone walks up behind you and says, hey, and you're not expecting them. Mm-hmm. You kind of go, whoa, hello, you know, and that kind of thing. And I've I've certainly been, um, you know, startled in that respect. But I can't say that I've ever been um, – now, I will say, before I learned about this work and I was delving into some things I probably should have been delving into as a child and going into places where I wasn't protected and I didn't have my clear intention, I did come across some things that were rather um, – I think we're, we're kind of scary. And the, and the other thing that I would tell you is um, is that I think that a lot of times people that experience the paranormal experience a ghost in their home, it's really there's an insistence and an intensity of that particular ghost trying to get attention. So they may do things mm-hmm. that are kind of desperate, you know, get atten- knock something over or play with electricity because they want, to get your intention. And that, I think, could be perceived mm-hmm. as scary. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think that there's really anything scary per se. What do you think, Tracy? you agree?
1: I do, I do. Um, well, the thing that I think I want to point out in regards to the idea of, um, you know, people, others may be scared or even call something, you know, a demon or negative energy, right, that kind of thing. I look at it, I try to look at the spiritual world like I do the regular world, right? And maybe what, Alec, you were sort of, you just touched on that maybe when you were younger, you might have done some things that maybe weren't that wise, right? But that's like, what, going somewhere dangerous in New York City in the middle of the (laughs) night, right? With people. I mean, people can be dangerous, right? So I just sort of look at it like that. So I always do my best to have the the loving, pure intentions that only am here to help and heal. And it just feels like then that tends to be more what we... I don't even want to use the word attract, but it just seems to be our experience. And um, I want to... So there I do, and at the same time, we can have a frantic spirit, and that might seem uneasy and feel a little bit, but to- to me you to us it doesn't feel scary, but it could to somebody else because they're just picking up on the anxious feelings, right, or if somebody that wasn't um uh, I hate using the words like good, bad right but what would be a better word of saying that? I was going to say like a, a great stand-up human being, right? And then is on the other side and is still feeling anger, their own anger, fear, etc. then that can come through. And I guess to others that would be perceived as scary. But I would just look at that as another human being, the same way I would if I was coaching somebody, as, oh, this person is fearful, scared themselves, and then that energy comes through, and can sometimes make others feel that same way. Does that make sense?
2: yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's, when you were talking too about you know some of the shows that are on now where there is a lot of shaming and yelling at the spirit right. and antagonizing the spirit. I mean, if you think of yourself in you know the human form, if somebody's saying those kind of things to you, you're going to get angry and you're probably going to do things yes. that, you know, are not very nice. You're going to react to that. Yeah. And they're antagonizing and bringing out that behavior, trying to make these spirits look scary when all they really are is, you know, just need some love. And if they change the approach of how they were, you know, assisting them, then I think they'd get a very different reaction. Well,
3: and isn't that the thing, though? It's for TV, right? right. And we've said this so often that yeah. our our investigations really aren't that exciting. <laughs> I mean, they're fun to talk about, and we certainly don't mind sharing the stories. But they would—I don't know. I don't know if we could get a, you know, a, um, a, a TV show because they're not that dramatic. They're not scary. They're not. <laughs> they're not.
2: I mean, they're wonderful and they're beautiful. They're actually it's quite like loving. having yeah. a nice conversation with uh-huh. somebody who's here in, in the same form that we are. So yeah. it's not scary. It's, it's
3: not. not, and it's not super dramatic, and you know, people chasing us or scratching us or anything like that. We're really just, we're hearing them and we're listening to them and we're helping in any way that we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So just before we pass, like, on to the next topic, move outside of this idea of scary or um, let's go ahead and, and face this this idea of a demon, right? <laughs> Face on, and our beliefs, let's share those with everyone about this idea of um, uh, demons being like fragments, like fragmented pieces. Remember how we've talked about in the past, and that um, you know, the experience of their fragmented energy tends to stay present in places that have experienced trauma or intense suffering or something like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I see every, I'll say my, you know, kind of the way I see it, and then everyone can kind of add their two cents, because I think we all probably see it similarly, but maybe just from a different perspective. Um, I see everything as energy, and the energy of our ego cells, the energy of our, our soul selves, are a little bit different. Um, and when we we cross, there's sort of this separation or this this sort of, um, integrating and reintegrating of energy. And occasionally, um, you know, there's little fragments of of our very, very dense, dense energetic egos that get sort of stuck or left in places. Um, and I, that's how I see sort of this negative entities or demons or, or sort of like fragments of this energy, um, uh, as we call it, almost a virus or an energetic residue that gets stuck to particular places, and these sort of fragments of fear can be picked up by other people that maybe um, are, are, you know, under certain conditions, if they're very, very stressed out, or maybe um, they're under a lot of fear, because fear attracts this sort of energetic goo, Um, and so that's how I see it, I mean, I don't really, we, we certainly have worked on people that have had sort of this, just this stuff. Sort of um, attached to their entity field, and it can certainly increase fear, and it can um, it can do some other things um, similar to that. But that's my interpretation of what it is. Do you guys have more to ask? I don't. I don't,
1: I don't think I do. I mean, um, I just wanted to sort of you know face that straight on because I think that I mean I think. It's almost if I'm watching something on TV or I see a commercial where that word comes up, I just sort of I almost want to, like, roll my eyes. <laughs> I'm just like, well, okay, I'm not going to like I'm that. Not gonna watch that one, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But people seem to make that such a big deal. And, again, we don't really see it that way.
3: No, I mean, I see it more like a energetic cold or a virus, you know? Right. And that we don't spend a lot of time. We're not going to go speak to a demon because there's nothing really that we can do there except kind of like move on, you know, go, Like, right. a, you know, let's get it out there, get the healthy stuff back in, and then um, it can go on its way. Right. Um, and it maybe at that point this would be a good time to talk about between what the difference is a ghost, a spirit, and a demon is because we just kind of experienced yep. or explained That's, what yep. that was. Does someone else want to take ghost?
2: Do you want me to take it? <laughs> Tracy, do you want to do ghosts?
1: Oh, um, yeah. I was going to go there too because, yeah, there's the 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 ghost, the spirit, the demon. What are the differences? Um, well, yeah, I can answer it the way we've answered it, you know, in the past, et cetera. That to me, a ghost is like a disembodied energy. All right, so it is the energy of of someone you know, someone that we may know, okay, um, from the past or someone we've never met before. But we sense it or possibly you can, you know, some people can see. I have never had a full body apparition appear for me personally. Um, I'm hoping that someday that'll happen for me and that I'm open enough to be able to actually see it with these eyes that I have (laughs) in my head. But, um, I just i that's how i I see a ghost as being more of a disembodied energy of a human being you know in more of their full form, not fragmented necessarily,
3: yeah, and I would add to that that it's sort of like as we talked as I was explaining maybe earlier, this sort of very dense ego energy that that kind of forms matter and who we are and once we cross, sometimes as our as you know our soul energies kind of tries to get lifted away there's this dense anchor almost like if there's a lot of there's unresolved issues that can kind of tie that, right, right. that story almost mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of between planes um and if there's deep attachment or a lot of trauma or i mean these are all ways that sort of it, the the separation or the integration of the energy can't really um evolve and it just sort of stays stuck in time so to speak and right. i'll have i a story that the other day I did see a full body affirmation. It was, and I've seen, I've, I've twice other times, I've, I've got to, well, three times before that. Um, but this was pretty profound and it was, I was driving in Mount Pleasant. I was driving down the road and um, somebody crossed the road. And I'm getting chills even when I talk about it because it, it kind of tripped me out. And I slowed down really suddenly because, you know, when someone crosses the road and you're on like a highway, you slow down because you're going to hit them. And I slowed down, and I, and I actually looked down at my water bottle because I stopped so fast I thought it was going to, like, fly. So I reached down to grab it, and I looked up, and I'm, I'm going now probably two miles an hour, and nobody was there in front of me. And, and, and now that I think, I mean, it was really like a split-second thing, and I was, it was on a road by myself. There wasn't any other cars there. Um, and it looked like a woman in almost, like, period clothing. So I need to do some research about what that area was even about but that's not happened. that hasn't happened to me before like that, like driving. Um, uh-huh. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't tell you guys about that yet because I hadn't had a chance.
2: You will definitely have to research.
3: Yeah, I want to know what that area was about. Because I kind of have an image now implanted in my mind about who it was. Mm-hmm. And I was actually talking to Dave, my husband, on the phone at the time. And I'm like, oh, no. And I like, grab my water bottle and he goes, what? And I go, I almost hit somebody. And then I got up and I'm like, okay, there's nobody there. <laughs> So it
1: was pretty cool. I'm curious where you were. Do you mind sharing it?
3: Oh, I was um kind of at the end of five twenty six, Chuck Dolly. Uh-huh. Or is it? Right,
1: right, right. Okay. Right around in that area. huh uh-huh. okay.
3: I don't know what the I don't know what
1: the history <clears throat> is Well <clears throat> we have so much great history here. Yes. I mean and and I'll just touch on that, that, that Carol and I went and went to one of our historical sites here. And there's also it's a church and a graveyard and and I mean, it was just a lot of energy. And Carol and I haven't had a chance to talk afterwards because it was just last Tuesday, and so we didn't really have any way of presenting it tonight that would <laughs> necessarily come out. But this just seemed like it's it, it it just seemed like a segue to me in the sense of Mount Pleasant, Charleston, our whole right. area is really you know. It's full, and I guess most places are. But the Civil War stuff—I um, mean, just a lot of things here. And so then the next thing, but we can come. I'm—I'm I'm thinking we're gonna sort of come back to ghosts again. But I wanted to say this right now for—for for whatever reason. Um, so, what is a spirit, right? Now,
3: maybe Carroll can take that one. Yeah,
1: yeah. you probably would know a lot about that.
3: <laughs> so you—that's what you do. <laughs>
2: Well, the way I see a spirit is it's um a soul that has already passed on, gone to onto um whatever, you know, religious beliefs you have, whether it's a light that you see or whatever you would term as, you know, the place where the soul has passed on, it's found peace and um acceptance and everything. But it comes back to communicate. Um with us, um, we had one at the Yorktown. We asked, mm-hmm. um, yep. I think it was Robert Bob. Um, yep. That he said, you know, he had already passed on. He just came back. He liked Wanted it. to hang out. That's he, that was the place he wanted of them to be. Yeah. 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 So, um, and you know, we also have our, you know, this might be getting into a whole different thing, but our spirit guides that we get information from mm-hmm. and everything that helps to guide us that, you know, we all check in with on mm-hmm. a regular basis for guidance. Um and you know, I use um my spirit guide sometimes when I'm doing readings. If I can't get information from um the soul or ghost of the person who's passed, or the person wants to contact, I use spirit guides to give me that information. Yeah, and I often when I'm doing readings for people use theirs. Mm-hmm. Their spirit guides.
3: Yes, yes. You know, to to yes. get information yes. um that, that I need. And of course spirit guides are are different than just maybe spirits. Right. But they're people um or souls that have lived lifetimes, so they have experienced um, this human sort of plane or realm, which are different than angels because they're the same kind of thing, but have never actually experienced human mm-hmm. life. Um, but spirit guides tend to be done with their incarnations here, um, learning in this Earth school, but have now moved on into sort of the graduate level, perhaps, mm-hmm. and so they're training us. Right. You know. Right. So it's 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 kind of cool how the whole web
2: sort of fits together and works, at least from my per- perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tracy, I got, off, <laughs> got away from the whole paranormal <laughs> thing there to, <laughs> to another. Oh no, it's fine. And I'll
1: just give a I'll just give a reminder for our listeners if anybody's really interested in that the spirit guide topic, there is an archive show or two. I can't even do that Alec and I have done yeah, they're together. Great. Yeah. So you can um Check those out if you want to learn more about spirit guide stuff. But, yeah, no, there's no worries to be sorry. It's just, it's all zigzags together, you know, and that's why I think it's important and cool to talk about because, like I said, I, I knew I was going to sort of come back to the ghost thing because, for me, I wanted to be more clear um, for myself, for my own learning, but also to... to. um Hopefully, I'm quite sure help others too. So, what's the difference between a ghost and a spirit, right? Um, to me, what's coming to me right now is this idea of so my mother's passed away, and you know I can communicate with her if I if I really try. It's not as easy as it sometimes is for me to do that for somebody else because it always has we have our own stories etc you guys we the three of us have (laughs) communicated with her right um and that is in in my and i'm totally open to you guys saying your beliefs too but in my way of feeling about that that is her spirit right that is her spirit it's it's not that i um feel my mom like i don't live and you know i don't I, i don't go to visit my family home there's I, it's not like I feel her ghost anywhere uh, and but I can feel her spirit and I can communicate with her spirit so um, the ghost to me is more of like almost that full um, like the being sort of the energy of that being being kind of uh, bound or um, attracted to it's not even a necessarily a negative thing to a certain place. I wanted to finish that sentence. And then I wanted to give that example of, like, we met so many different spirits in the Yorktown, right, that were <laughs> really easy to talk to. I, I don't know if that place was our place because we were three women. I'm not sure. <laughs> because Carol and I didn't have that same luck. We felt a ton of things, and we got some things very clearly at, um, our investigation of the Christchurch historical site. Um, but it was, it was, it wasn't as like, just, I don't know, the Yorktown was amazing, how they just were really ready to talk to us up front and ready to go. But my point on that is, is that that there were ghosts. It felt to me, the ghosts, oh, let's use Dave as an example. And you guys, I mean, really, you can disagree with me if you want. To me, we were having like a conversation with his ghost. He was not bound there in a negative way. He liked it there. And he was attracted to being there. He wanted to stay there. And if when people feel more confused or upset and that kind of thing, then we always see if we can help assist them at all. So, um do you guys, did I give a clear enough picture of the difference there, yes. ghost spirit?
2: Yes, I think so. And I think, um, you know, you were saying at the Yorktown it was so easy to have conversation with them. I think the difference of the investigation we did last week was there were so many um, spirits and ghosts trying to talk at the same time. It was almost True. overwhelming. Like their messages were all coming at once, and it was like, You know, we're kind of like, okay, get in line. You know, (laughs) exactly. But the energy was just overwhelming there. Where it it is interesting that at the Yorktown, they were um, more—I don't want to say cordial, but you (laughs) know—they were incredibly polite. Yes, they were. But they took turns at talking, and um, you know, so it wasn't like overwhelming trying to get a, a bunch of messages from several different spirits at once. And. And you're right in that several of the spirits we communicated with on the Yorktown had passed and just really liked where they were being and then you could tell the difference with the um you know the one young um soldier in particular who was frantic like trying to get out. Um and he hadn't passed yet. He hadn't gone on yet. So we helped him do that through a very loving um you know, situation. and But there was a huge difference, and in, in I guess in the, the word to use is in the ego. Um, you know, he was caught and trapped and scared. They had resolved their issues, and um, so that's why they had been able to pass and then come back as spirits.
1: Right.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. And I wonder if now would be a good time, because we kind of mentioned it before, Mm-hmm. to talk about how we might be different than some of the other paranormal groups in that way because we've sort of touched on it and it might be cool to sum it up. Yeah.
1: Go. <laughs> ah,
0: okay. But
3: well, we already kinda of mentioned it. We're not really that <laughs> interested in um banishing, shaming, um creating a sense of fear, hostility, any of that. We we really don't need to to provoke anybody. Um because you know our our perception our um our intention is to heal and and we can't do that you know you can't ever walk the road to healing by shaming somebody. it just doesn't work mm-hmm. and we do believe that if there are entities present, they're there for a reason, and the most healing and loving thing that we can do is you know, honestly, ask why they're there and what they'd like to share. Because nine times out of ten, the moment that they're able to just share what it is that they need to share, they will honestly go. I mean, we don't really have to do all that much convincing. It's really easy to um, allow them to move on, and you know, we're, so we're not we're not really into that whole idea of fear or hostility. Um, and I would actually recommend that if someone is dealing with a paranormal issue, rather than trying to get rid of it or banish it or, you know, fear it or, you know, ask, what what is it I can help you with? Why are you here and what would you like to say? Would you guys agree?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I I'm thinking about that that time where it was, like, buy the guy a chair, you know? Like, you got really some ghosts. And it was one of those shows, (laughs) one of those A&E shows, I think, where the ghost was really upset and they just, like, he wanted a spot. And as soon as they bought that chair, then everything, like, calmed down. And so it would be, I think, a good time to talk a little bit about um, uh, how, like, Aleka mentioned if if you're experiencing someone uh, something, then to not necessarily try not to go to fear, but so we can um, explain what we do when we come in and clear, heal a space, and also what other people can do if they're experiencing something. Does that sound good?
2: Sure. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, so we have a, a variety of. know, different techniques. I would say mostly it is um, in my realm uh, through energy healing, okay? And that is even with uh, working with spirits or ghosts that um, uh, we talked about if if a soul feels frantic or scared or looking for something or or has a message like they need to say something then just energetically connecting and listening and usually you know it's sort of um if they're frantically looking for something maybe we can help them understand that you know that person is either safe or in the light on the other side, et cetera. Um, and that'll, just that right there will clear up that space. Um, and sometimes there may be more, you know, and we can use, we can all, I think, did we talk a little bit about like sage, no sage, yes, sage? You know, I can't remember. Did we talk about that on the last show?
3: I don't think we did. I, I, or do we
1: talk about that one-on-one with us, The us as a group?
3: Sure, we talk about that. And we talk about it with people that we, you know, that we go in to do investigations because it's not necessary. We have other means. as essential oil. Right. And, you know, as we know, it's not the tool, it's
1: the intention. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, and that is the same thing for people at home. You know, if if they're listening and they're thinking, yeah, I really, you know, I I really think there is something here. Just I like to say, you know, try to open up um a, a dialogue and what is it that you're needing? What is it that you're wanting? How is it that I can help you? Um you know, and if it feels if if that, you know, if that works for you, which maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. If it feels that saging and clearing the space with sage will be the most beneficial for you and your home than, you know, I say open up the windows and say a prayer or a mantra of some sort and sage away with love in your heart. And it will, I mean, I've experienced it many times the space feels different, <laughs> you know. Um, that's true just for you as as your own energy. I mean, you can sage around your own body if that helps, you know. It might, maybe it's, you know, which is something that we haven't gotten to yet, but I don't want to just keep on rambling here, but that's something that we have discussed, and maybe we'll come back to it in a minute, is that idea of what if something's just haunting us and it's not a ghost? that it's really just something in our own, you know, psyche or something. But I don't want to go there quite yet because I want to ask you guys to throw in your um, ideas about... Because the saging, to me, is intention, but it's also ritual. And so some people really resonate with ritual. And Aleka, I know, loves uh, essential oils and using essential oils. So you kind of have to follow your heart and do what you feel... Resonates best with you, um, kind of like everything in life, right?
2: I would agree with that, and and you know I think what um, like I said earlier earlier is not the tool, it's the intention. I mean, there've been plenty of times that we've done clearings or helped um, ghosts move on, and we didn't use any tool other than conversation with them and offering them guidance, you know, um, through the experience and. So uh, to me, the conversation part is really important.
1: Yeah.
2: I would agree. And I think that it also
3: depends, again, for me, it's all about, um, you know, as we, we spoke about the intention, you know. So whether we use sage or whether we use oils, it, it kind of does depend as well on the um, or we use nothing, you know. It, it sort of ritual is that wonderful way of sort of, for me, solidifying the intention with action and creating change, you know. And, and so for whatever, some people have different, you know, ritual. Um, but, it's again, it doesn't matter what it is. It's more in terms of cementing and sort of reuniting that um, intention, action, change, like a way of directing that intention in a really focused way.
1: Right, which is energy.
2: Yeah, really. Yeah. And, you know, Tracy, and you mentioned this, too, but, you know, your own energy changing that is so important in many instances, too. So, you know, getting some energy work done on yourself is always important. And that's a thing, you know, that I think is different about us as a group, too, that we're going in to to investigate and to clear, if that's what you want for us to clear the ghost or spirit from your area, and also you know with the energy work that you guys do that you know helps the the person themselves that's in the situation and you, yes
0: i do <laughs> and we all
1: do it together yeah. wow. however
2: the however it
1: works and whatever the client would want yeah yeah that is true that's because absolutely- you guys have worked together we won't use names really? or anything but on one of um carol's clients mm-hmm. that has been through a lot of grief and, you know, between um, mediumship as a counseling tool, really, you know, and also energy work. It's very healing it is. It really to help people move on from great loss, you know. Yeah. And that's what, we, I mean, that's what we want to do. <laughs> yeah,
3: so help I guess it. we get this a lot, too. I mean, just to kind of, we'll ask this question Um is and that is why is my home or office or or you know space haunted and it's likely that there's an information somebody wants to get out to you
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know or or something um, rather profound happened in that space so it, learning what that is is the first step to clearing it
2: out yeah and I, I think you'll almost always find that um, they're reaching out for love. Yeah, And that's what we all need to provide to people who are here with us in, in the physical form and to those who are not. That's you know, Love makes the world go round. Yeah. And do you think,
1: this is just something that's just popped in my brain partially from that last, that show I've referenced a couple times here, was that this woman was having so many. It was like between ages 14 and 16, I think that it was just like, (laughs) it felt like her house was Grand Central Station, you know, um, of ghost action. And so I'm thinking about that, like, why, it wasn't necessarily, yeah, some things had happened in her neighborhood over the years, you know. um, I think there was like a drug overdose, um, uh, a teenager got killed in a car accident that was from the block, you know, kind of thing. So some things had happened, But mostly it was that she was exceptionally, um, all of a sudden I got really cold. So if I sound like I'm shivering, it's because I am. And I don't even know why. (laughs) Maybe I have a ghost visitor right now. Um, She is exceptionally uh, sensitive. So I'm kind of wondering about that. Like, I mean, I think a real strong uh, ghost would... You know, meaning somebody that really wants to get attention for some reason, like maybe I don't know, they do need help to find their way to cross, or they feel unsettled in some way, and that you know they're making noise in the kitchen or something like that. I think that that could happen, but I also think that people that are highly sensitive um probably uh have well, probably or possibly have more experiences. What do you guys think about that? I know that the one investigation that I didn't go on with you guys, um, where we'll just say downtown Charleston location, the business location. I know that the the gals there are pretty sensitive, right? The people that worked in that space?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would say that you know, um, I see kind of sensitivity very matter-of-fact. You know, not, and again, I know you don't mean this, Tracy, but not special. It just means that, no, you know, yeah. we all get information in different ways. And people that are more sensitive to maybe some of the, um, the senses that we don't normally talk about, um, you know, they might feel a certain way or just sense into people. And we all have it. You walk into a room and you can sense the energy of the group, you know. I mean, you, you know it. To some extent, um, and sometimes we can get that even in you know be real sensitive and open to almost a different radio frequency. So yes, I would agree. I think that there is that people that are more sensitive to certain energies can pick up more things. Um, I, I would agree. I think this is and yes, the people downtown were sensitive. Yeah. Do you have anything add to that, or you agree? Because I think, I think yeah. this is kind of a good lead-in to what just haunting in general. Whether you're we call it live haunting or just haunting, because you know if we remember that a ghost is sort of this, from my perception, is this um, sort of dis, dis um, separated or disembodied energy that's sort of stuck, right? And it to me I, it makes sense to me because when I when I work with um, clients live clients and we're talking about issues that they might have it's almost like a piece of them is stuck in the past. You know, it's like it's still, it's stuck, as, you know, when the trauma happened or the time that this happened. And it, it's almost as if they're dragging this, this energetic history with them, but they're not fully present in this time. They're stuck. You know, parts of them are stuck in past time. And to me, that's sort of like what a ghost is, um, where it's just parts of them are almost stuck, in these places that they, you know, that we can't, can't um, integrate fully into. And so healing in this plane, you know, is about becoming whole, you know, and integrating and getting rid of all those um, attachments and, and things that are stories that sort of keep us stuck in the past. And so people can be, like, haunted, you know, from their past as much like it's the same scenario when you have a haunting um, from someone who's who's passed on.
1: Right, right, right. And people use that language even. Right. I feel I'm hon- haunted by him or whatever. Yep. So um,
3: that's just an interesting sort of way story about a person that was um, – I think it was – we listened to a podcast one. But he was talking about a person that was almost – they had connected with their um, inner child or disconnected from their inner child to the point that that actually almost appeared hmm. as a haunting. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And and I, I thought, wow, I mean, of course, if, why not? You know, that I, I'm wondering how many hauntings are actually parts of ourselves that mm-hmm. we're um, um, projecting out, mm-hmm. you know? We project onto other people. Why not project onto, you know, other planes? Yep. <laughs> so kind of fascinating to when we that that kind of stuff makes our, our brain fall out of our ears a little bit when we get
1: too, too deeply into it I think
3: yeah anything you want to add to that
1: well no I was just um, thinking a little bit also uh, now I'm kind of switching gears into the idea of using our instruments okay and I don't want to switch too much but the reason why this is coming up is the idea of feeling haunted by something right or having some things in our, even unconsciously, that we don't even know in our conscious minds are there, hiding from us in a way. And we feel uneasy or we feel anxious. And then, so, we walk into our basement and we get that feeling, right? And, you know, often there can be discussion about that um, too much EMF can make you feel anxious and jittery. That's where I'm going with this segue. But but it could also just be, you know, literally, I mean, my basement as a kid always gave me the willies. But I also loved it down there. And it, it wasn't that I was thinking there were ghosts or anything like that. I just, I just think it was me being a little kid, you know. Um, it just was kind of creepy down there. But that's where I played school. and But we had like those, uh, I don't know if you guys ever lived anywhere like this, where um, they're like these windows that are kind of underground, but they've cut out the ground around them. So like you could literally, like something, an animal could hop down in there. So there's a little bit of light in the basement. But anyway, so it was always just creepy down there. And that was just... The, what I'm saying is that was just me, but it could have also been EMF. I don't know because we didn't test it, but that's something that can be true, that if you live in an older building or um, you know, an older home, that sometimes the electrical can be giving off so much energy that it makes us feel anxious or scared when we go into a certain place.
3: Oh, absolutely. It can EMF, high EMF, and that's something that we test when we go into any place. Right. It absolutely can make you feel not very good, disoriented, mm-hmm. anxious, nauseous. Yeah. Especially if you're sensitive to energy, just energy in general.
2: Yeah. It gives you that feeling that something creepy is around you. and hmm
3: yeah. 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 It's it's pretty intense. And and we've been on some investigations. Um, Actually, I was testing my office the other day and I was realizing that there was a stereo that was crazy high. I was like, wow, that's interesting. And there were some people that were feeling kind of funny in that part of the office, so I was like, ah, okay, we need to fix that.
1: So uh-huh. sometimes
3: it's a purely physical thing.
1: Right, right. Right, right. It is. It's physical, and then we can test it. And it's making me think also of the um, the K2 meter is something that Carol and I both wish we had had the other day when, when you couldn't join us. Aleka, oh. Because Alika had it, yeah. Because... Um, that is such a great instrument. It's such a great tool, the way that it responded to us at the Yorktown. Um, can you explain, Aleka? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I think that you can. What exactly that does, I'm even, like, I'm wanting a deeper explanation. I know it is about EMF, right? It is. It's,
3: it's, a, it's, it's testing electromagnetic frequency is what it is. Uh-huh. It's test and C. And the way that we use it, though, is presumably there's lights, you know, and and they're green and red corresponding, and they go up um, depending on, you know, increases in electromagnetic frequency. But the way that a lot of investigators are using them these days is to, yes, test for EMF, but we have EMF detectors that can test that as well, but to be able to communicate with a particular um, spirit because... You know they are able to come closer to it and increase that EMF. We can actually do yes and no answers and get some pretty definitive stuff. And we have um, on—is it on our website? I think you can go to. There is Is it, it, a link to our YouTube channel mm-hmm. and there's a, and a really
0: on and on Facebook
3: yeah. and and there's a really cool link. Um and our why
2: don't you say our website? Our website is um, soulseekersparanormal.com. Mm-hmm
3: and um facebook just
2: look look up soul seekers paranormal. paranormal and phone number in case you
3: want to contact us the maybe. phone
2: number's 843 614 3609
3: and you can also get us through the website mm-hmm. the phone number's there there's email contacts easy to easy to get in touch but that's that's what it does it, it's a way to get kind of more definitive answers, yes and no answers. It's it's really pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it, it's fun
2: yes. for us because you know we're already having yeah. that communication, but we're kind of making it more visible to people. Like you know when we're getting a name, to say that name out loud and let them give back the you know the yes answer through the lights so that other people can see exactly yes, that's what they told us. Yeah. You know that is accurate and what they told us. So it, it's fun to use. It is.
1: And so is it that <clears throat> that I'm I'm saying this like a question even though I know the answer, it's more that I'm presenting it sort of. <laughs> so if we ask a question and we say um you know they basically move their energy in front of that uh instrument and then the lights go up, right? If for somebody who has never seen it.
3: I don't know exactly how it all works because we you know what I mean? This is this yeah. Stuff that they probably know better, but that—that's that's the theory—is from from my understanding.
1: Right, right. That they like they have different, um, they're manipulating the energy in front of that actual instrument. Right.
3: I mean, there there have been definite correlations between high EMF and paranormal activity. Now, right. exactly how that all works, we're still. I think I think there's lots of theories out there, and there's different people that believe different things. But. Right there's a correlation between
1: the two. Right. And for us, um, you know, we're tuning in through our senses. You know, for me being an empath, mostly I I sense, I feel. Uh, Carol can really hear and listen, so can Aleka. And I can too. I can too. Um, It's just there's a lot of, um, what's the word, interpreting that goes on and i'm still mastering my craft in regards to uh interpreting this the certain feeling that i get and what it is the the spirit is trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. So it's so cool to have the instruments and be like oh there it is. Yeah, yeah, there it is. And and yeah, that video right. that we have is really interesting and and yeah, please join us on Facebook. So if you're listening, um everybody, you know, almost everybody's on Facebook. <laughs> I I get surprised when people say I'm not on Facebook, Um, and we're easy enough to find there at Soul Seekers Paranormal.
3: It's really true, Tracy. I'll have to add to that when we're we're doing an investigation and we get information and we can share it with our clients, especially if it's a loved one that's passed that they're connecting with. And we have that kind. I mean, we we're we're great. You know, work. um, We do great medium work and energy work and just. Sort of intuitive work, but to be able to really show that to somebody and mm-hmm. to have the different different equipment—that's not the only equipment—but um, that's really helpful, I think, and really valid for them.
0: Yeah,
2: I, I know that a lot of my clients want to be able to experience their way, mm-hmm. so that's a good way for them to see that. You know, validation for them um, makes them feel like they got to. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's it's. De- I mean, it's there. Mm-hmm. That person was there. So,
3: and also, if somebody is having paranormal activity, and then if we do get it, you know, as evidence, so we can show them, they feel empowered. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not crazy. Yeah. You know, exactly. It's happening, and and we can help them understand what it was. So it's it's just helpful all around, and we can debunk at the same time. Right. You know, as we talked about, and that's something we do as well. Yeah, that's absolutely something that we do.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's reminding me of, um, I had one of those experiences at the at the investigation with Carol of w- feeling like um, walking through spider webs. <laughs> but luckily, it was daylight, so we weren't in the dark, and there was nothing there. There was, and Carol, you remember going up there, and you were like, "Yeah, I." She didn't have the spider web feeling, but um, and I've never had that before. But it was cool to just sort of i just sort of felt like I walked through something a web, and um carol sensed but but on that day we were we were going with our um our senses mostly I had my video camera and the regular camera, and uh the e v p did did do some interesting things, gave us some names that were pertinent, et cetera, but yeah, the instruments are fun. And then to validate our our personal experiences is really nice. And then to do the same for clients, absolutely. <laughs> so I guess we're coming up to, all of a sudden I look at the time, 30 seconds. Ah, ah. <laughs> Wrap it up. We got it rolling. All right, so yeah, thank you guys. Thanks, Aleka. Thanks, Carol, for, for thank being here tonight. And um, everybody join us online at on Facebook or at our website at Soul Seekers Paranormal. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like us to discuss and tune back in at the end of next month.
2: Absolutely. All
1: right, thanks, everybody.
2: Thank you.
1: Thanks, Thanks, Carol. Thanks, Lecca.
2: Thanks, bye-bye. Bye.